How's it going? Thank you for stopping by. It's great catching up with old friends. Jordan Ford was one of the great all-time St. Mary's guards after a couple years with the G League, getting a shot at the NBA with the Sacramento Kings in Summer League. Jordan Ford with us. How's it going, young man? Oh, it's going really well, going really well out here in Vegas. Uh, just enjoying my time with the uh, the Kings Summer League team. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's doing going really well. What's the temperature like out there for these, these days? It's so hot. It's so hot. It's even at night. It's almost unbearable. So I just try to stay indoors as much as I can. But uh, I think today it's supposed to get like 109 or something like that. So it's 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 scorching out here. You had a, a really good game against Chicago. In fact, 25 points and some of the other numbers that stand out to the eight assists, only one turnover. How would you say the whole experience is going for you in summer league? Oh, it's going really well. I think it's a great opportunity uh, for me to show what I, I can do. And, um, you know, playing with the Stockton Kings last year, I kind of know the system a little bit already. So, and uh, the program, the team is uh, comfortable with me already. They know kind of know who I am. So, um, I think I think it's going really well, and I feel like I'm uh, showcasing uh, a lot for teams to see. What uh, have they told you that you need to get better at if you're going to make the league this time? Um, it, it's always it's always going to be you know my my frame. Just keep getting stronger, um, keep filling out my frame, and uh, you know defense. Keep working on defense. I feel like I'm making uh, improvements each year on on the defensive end, and. Uh, that's always going to be a work in progress, but um, I'm looking forward to, you know, improving uh, in the areas I, I need to. You've always been a worker. So what about the strength? Are you having to lift a lot more, eat more? How does that work? Yeah, I I'm, I stay on top of my lifting. The hardest part for me is the eating, um, just making sure I get the calorie intake, especially with all the calories that I'm burning. So um, that's definitely been the toughest part, but I was able to put on uh, some weight by uh, by the end of last season uh to now so i'm hoping to you know after summer league i'm gonna get right back in the gym and you know focus on trying to put some more weight on hey what does it mean to you jordan to be doing this for your hometown team i mean you grew up as a you know Folsom legend you had that great career you know playing for mike wall and, and now you get a chance to play for the kings oh it's it's amazing you know like for everything to just come back full circle for me to you know be back in Sacramento and it's it's crazy because as a professional you don't really know exactly where you're going to play I I played in Greece I played uh down in LA and uh just for, for me to be back home I feel like it's a super rare situation so I'm definitely super blessed and and grateful that I can you know end up back in my hometown You had that very big game against the Warriors uh playing at the Golden 1 what did it mean to you to be there? And you have this great calm and confidence about you. Were you nervous before that game? Um, I mean, I feel like before every game, I get like a natural, you know, little nervousness. But um, hey, it's just, hey, before it's, we continue, Jordan, look at that dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a totally different dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, but yeah. how long did it take you to grow the beard after that baby face stage? I'll say after high school, like my senior year of high school, I was able to, I started with like a little patch here, like right when I got into college. And then all of a sudden I was able to grow hair. And by my freshman year of college, you know, I was full grown, full grown beard. I'm, I'm sure people were probably so confused. Like, how did he get that? His, his face was such a baby face. But yeah, it, it came in pretty quickly. Yeah. 
So if you shaved it off, you'd have that face we just saw? Uh, probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the interview from that because you were the SAC B player of the year with that little clip and, and watching you there. And you had mentioned some of the schools that were recruiting you at the time. I think you mentioned Irvine in there and Pepperdine and some other schools. But at that time, it was back sophomore year, St. Mary's wasn't one of those teams on your list. How did Randy Bennett you know, get into the mix for you? And what made St. Mary's the right place for you? Yeah, so um, I think it was maybe end of my sophomore or uh, junior year. They started sending, you know, some coaches uh, to my high school practices and they would come check out some games and, uh, you know, regularly be in contact with me. And uh, we kind of started to build that relationship. And then uh, I went on my – I ended up going on an official visit there. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it, uh, everything that they did there. So. Um, and it being close to home as well. But I just thought it was a perfect fit just because I wanted to develop my game as a point guard. And, you know, St. Mary's has had some really good point guards go through there. And that was pretty much my goal going into college. You know, I wanted to be uh, play for a winning coach and a winning program. And just, you know, by the end of my four years, I just wanted to, you know, be the best player I could be coming out of there. Yeah, great reputation of point guards out of St. Mary's. Of course, Patty Mills, Matthew Della Vadova. You saw guys like Emmett Nahr and Joe Rahon oh, yeah. really play. What did those veteran players give you in terms of teaching and taking your game to the next level? Oh, yeah, definitely a lot. I mean, just my freshman year, I was kind of able to, you know, sit back. And I didn't play as much my freshman year. But uh, just being able to sit back and watch how they lead the team and you know, just watch how they operate on a day-to-day basis. Um, it was it was it was huge, you know. And um, then I ended up being able to play with Emmett the next year, which was which was fantastic. And yeah, no, I feel like it was um, it did a lot for my development. You know, one of the things I always noticed about you, I talk about it with Alex Jensen on the radio broadcast. I say, you know what, Jordan's walking around like he thinks he's the best guy in the gym. You know that, and when you got that kind of swagger, right? When you think you're the best dude out there, that, that's got to make a difference in terms of how you play. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, confidence is a big thing in basketball. You could have, you know, really good skills, but if you don't have the confidence to go out there and, you know, uh, showcase those skills, then you're not going to be as good. And I feel like a lot of the confidence just comes through training and all the work that I put in. I really, uh, you know, trust the work that I put in, and um, you know, I just feel like. Every time I step on the court, you know, you kind of have got to have a chip on your shoulder. And that's kind of what I have. You have one now? Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> How much did playing with an older sister when you were a kid beating you up help you in yeah. terms of making you be persistent, uh, you know, not get down on yourself and being able to hang in there? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was it was uh, we had some great battles. I was a lot smaller. I was about eight years old. She was 11. So she had a big height difference. And, you know, she was a lot stronger than I was. And, you know, she used to, I was more skilled than her, but she used to just back me down in the post and just get layups all day. And I would get so mad because my dad, he would cheat. He would cheat. Like he would be the ref and he would cheat during the games uh, in her favor. And uh, yeah, I I remember after those games, I used to cry and cry just because I wanted to win so badly. And uh, yeah, no, we had some great battles. and It, it definitely made me uh, a lot tougher and, um, you know, a better player and more competitive. We'll make sure we give your sister a shout out then you know, during this particular podcast. Yeah, no doubt. Shout out to, to Jen Ford. 
you know, give her some love. Hey, you've done a million interviews, people talking about chess, right? Because you grew up as this, you know, champion player and um, became very successful at a young age. In fact, I want to show a picture of you um, as a little kid. Your mom hooked me up with this one. How old were oh, you yeah. there? How old? I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know. I look really young. I just, I'm just picking up the pieces, placing them anywhere on the board. But I don't even know. I was there. I was probably, I was probably four or five. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, yeah. And very successful so, at at an early age. You know, most kids don't have a attention span to be able to, you know, hang with, you know, even a checkers, much less, you know, a game like checkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I mean, my dad taught me at a really young age, and you know, it started with me just, you know, picking up the pieces and placing places, and then. Uh, once I was old enough to comprehend what was going on, you know, he put me through some training and I really uh, developed there. And, you know, the training was, it was, it was really tough. It's a lot different than the training in basketball. Um, this is like more mentally taxing. So we, we were able to spend longer hours training, but uh, it was very, very mentally taxing. What's the longest that you've had to play a match, a chess match? Mm, yeah. So I played a, I played a match and uh, the, one of the state championship games, uh, I played against somebody named Nicholas Nith. He was, at the time, he he beat the the record for the youngest master of all time, and we ended up matching up in one of the games. I actually lost, but um, all the kids they finished their matches. There's a room full of bunch of kids, you know, in, in a chess tournament, and they finished all their matches, and we were still in there, but we were still in there for like an extra hour, hour and a half. And what they had to do is they had to speed up the tournament because they had to keep the tournament going. People had to go home. So they ended up putting a clock in there. So we had, both had 10 minutes on each side to finish up. But it ended up being probably like a couple hours because um, we weren't playing with a clock. And then they came in and put a clock 10 minutes on each side. Well, because some of those old school Bobby Fisher matches you hear about, you know, they're several days or you know, a couple weeks of even playing a match. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too long. That's too long. Yeah, I'd I'd rather just sit down, you know, and just play a couple hours. Um, yeah. Well, I ask you about the patience part of it because it it relates to life. Maybe it does in terms of being yeah. patient for the shot. You've had to wait a couple years. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, all good things take time, and you just gotta keep keep putting in the work and keep trusting the work, and um, yeah, you just you know. When you really want to want to get somewhere, you just got to keep chasing your dream. And that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. And uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been working out. So I'm, I'm hoping hoping that I can get a shot. If not with the Kings, you're certainly showcasing your game to be somewhere in the league. Most definitely. I just I just want to uh, show teams that, you know, I can help a team win games. And hopefully uh, I would love it to be with the Kings. But if not, then, you know. Hopefully another team will see what I can do and uh, hopefully put me on the roster. I know you're a big fan of Steph Curry. You worked at his camp several years ago. He was playing, of course, Golden State when you're at St. Mary's. And the rap coming out of college for him was, hey, this is like a small combo guard, you know, not really a true point guard. Do you see any similarities in terms of maybe critique going into the NBA and then proving those people wrong? Most definitely. Um you know, the first thing they look at at me is, you know, I can I can score the ball. And same thing with Steph. Um, he can really score the ball. But I see myself as uh, much more than that. I feel like I'm a I'm a good playmaker. And I feel like I've improved since coming out of college with my playmaking. Um, and, 
yeah, I, I definitely uh, scoring is definitely something that I do well, but I also enjoy, you know, getting my players involved and uh, getting everybody into the flow of the game because that's going to make make it easier for everybody else. If uh, we're all playing the right way and sharing the love, then everybody's going to look good. I remember one particular game. I'll never forget it because I was in Vegas with the team 2019. You played Gonzaga and Spokane and lost to them by a couple hundred points, like 45, <laughs> right? I mean, it was the worst yeah. loss that Randy Bennett ever had at St. Mary's. And yeah. the odds going into that game, and I couldn't bet on it, but it was 35 to 1 on St. Mary's actually winning that game, you know, much yeah. less covering the spread, but 35 to 1. And to take out the number one team in the country had to be, you know, something that you'll always remember. Oh, most definitely. That was, you know, that was a, that was a great moment, a moment that you can't really put into words, honestly. Um, and it, that just showed the belief that we had as a team. You know, I think we lost by 48 points um at Gonzaga and you know when we played him at home uh we got a better feel for him we still we played him close pretty much the whole game but then they ended up pulling away and by the third time we just had this this amazing confidence that we were going to pull this win out like we were all locked in and all on board and we couldn't wait to go out there and play in Vegas because we, we felt like we had a uh you know a legit shot to yeah, you know, win the conference tournament and, and get into the NCAA tournament. And that's exactly what we did. An amazing performance. Of course, Jordan Hunter had an out-of-body experience. He was the tournament's most outstanding player. Tommy Cousy, mm -hmm. a shot for the ages. You had Fitz out there, you know, Tanner Krebs, truly a team effort. It was truly a team effort. And, you know, we, we couldn't have done it without um, everybody being on board. If, you know, one person was off the ship, then uh, it definitely would have sunk. So, um, yeah, no, it was definitely, definitely a team effort from the uh, coaching staff down to the players. I saw Hunter in the bowels of the arena afterwards. He goes, man, this place is effing lit. <laughs> How crazy it was in terms of uh, the atmosphere and the, and the feeling he had about the whole experience. Who, who said that? Hunter. Oh, man. Yeah, no, nah, it was definitely lit. It was definitely lit, man. Uh, he had it. He had a great performance. I think it was 15 and, and 12 rebounds, if I'm not mistaken, um, against some of the best bigs in the country. So, yeah, no, it was it was definitely, definitely a very we, – we, we'll all remember that night for the rest of our lives. I wish I could say it with the Aussie accent like he did because it was pretty cool. I, <laughs> I bet, that. I bet. Yeah. Hey, you had an unreal run at St. Mary's, in particular the last three years. And in 2020, you went – out of orbit in the conference tournament, yet a 42 point game against Pepperdine. And you were four points away from being the all time leading scorer. I mean, you play one tournament game, you played two minutes of an NCAA tournament game. Uh, you're the all time leading scorer there behind uh, Della Vadova at that point. Did that bother you to, to not get that shot? Oh, I mean, most definitely just being a, being a competitor, like uh, I definitely wanted to, you know, uh, get the scoring record, but I, I wanted to, more importantly, uh, play in the in the NCAA tournament just you know for the team that was definitely my uh, most important objective just to get one more shot with the team and hopefully make a run at something something cool with the team but um, that was definitely my main priority although like this the scoring record uh, it, it would have been nice but you know some, sometimes that's just just how it goes and uh, yeah there's not not much I can do about it not really in my control have you been following the program since you left Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I still tune into some games uh, the the best I can, and uh, yeah, I, I try to follow uh, as much as I can. 
And sometimes I'll still go down there and uh, play open runs and, uh, you know, play with some of the guys. So, yeah. They gave Connecticut the best game they had in the tournament, the team that won the national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot coming back this next year with Mahaney. And uh, Dukas decides, hey, I'm going to give it another shot because I think we could do something really special. No, yeah, that's I'm really looking forward to this upcoming season. You know, they got some really good guys coming back, and um, I feel like this will be a special team. So I'm super excited to, you know, uh, see all the work that they put in throughout the summer and the fall and um, during the season. I'm, I'm sure they'll uh, make a great run. Hey, I'd like to thank your mom for hooking me up with the pictures and the old school video. I hope that there was none that made you blush too much. Oh, no, it's all good. I've seen those pictures and videos a hundred times. Um, but yeah, my mom, she she videotaped pretty much everything since I was a little kid from, you know, the, the chess stuff uh, on to like all my basketball games. So um, it's pretty amazing that we have have all this footage and, you know, all these memories. I know I spoke to your dad during your time and he would come up afterwards and talk about different things that you trained on. And he, he started to work with you when you were really young. What's your earliest memories of training with your dad? And what did you learn from him about the sport? Yeah. So my earliest uh, memories were we would we would always uh, learn from other people first because he was a he was a, more of a baseball player. He played a little basketball, but he was a baseball player. So we would learn from other trainers like on DVDs, uh, Gannon Baker in particular, um, when we first started and we would watch those DVDs and we would go to the gym and we'd be there uh, for a couple hours. We'd be at the gym, just working out, just working on the stuff that we saw in the video. And um, yeah, it was, it was great. And I remember, you know, after every workout, we'd pretty much go get a, get a Jamba juice afterwards. And uh, that's, you know, definitely something that, that sticks out to me. He had me shooting tons and tons of layups as a kid. We just, for like an hour straight, we would just shoot layups, like ball, a lot of ball handling, a lot of layups. Um, so yeah, he was definitely, he was definitely my, my first trainer and, you know, we still do work, uh, to this day. So what about the floater game? That's a huge part of what you do getting in the key to get off that shot quickly. Who are your floater role models? I think you mentioned maybe Tony Parker back in the day. Yeah. So my dad, he's the one that, uh, taught to me first. Uh, he, he did teach me how to shoot the floater, but, um, and then I've had trainers throughout the years also teach me, you know, different different ways to get into my floater, like different footwork and stuff like that. And then I've also watched a ton of Tony Parker. Just, I like to watch people that are more my size just to see, you know, what I can take from their game since we're similar in size. If it works for them, it could work for me. So I watched a lot of Tony Parker and just loved how he got in the lane. And uh, he's small, so he doesn't always get all the way to the rack. So sometimes he just stops for that little short shot and, um, that's something I com- I loved, and I thought I could take uh, take it to another level. So um, I definitely added it to my bag and made it a staple of my game. I'm going to make sure that all those NBA teams are pointing to the camera right now. He's got a handle. He can score, gets guys involved, and now he can guard. Hook him up. Yeah. Hook him up. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> that's what I'm working towards. Jordan Ford, <laughs> I always appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's a good player and a good dude. St. Mary's legend,
Jordan Ford looking for a shot at the NBA. You can get the video version of that show on the YouTube channel, Dave Lewis Sports and a Slice of Life. Also subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Your positive comments, five-star reviews are huge. Help out in a big way. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we'll talk to you next time.